0: section seventy of the brothers karamazov by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by bruce Peery. book eleven ivan chapter one at grushenka's alyosha went towards the cathedral square to the widow morozov's house to see grushenka who had sent fenya to him early in the morning with an urgent message begging him to come Questioning Fenya, Alyosha learned that her mistress had been particularly distressed since the previous day. During the two months that had passed since Mitya's arrest, Alyosha had called frequently at the Widow Morozov's house, both from his own inclination and to take messages for Mitya. Three days after Mitya's arrest, Grushenka was taken very ill and was ill for nearly five weeks. For one whole week she was unconscious she was very much changed thinner and a little sallow though she had for the past fortnight been well enough to go out but to alyosha her face was even more attractive than before and he liked to meet her eyes when he went into her a look of firmness and intelligent purpose had developed in her face there were signs of a spiritual transformation in her and a steadfast fine and humble determination that nothing could shake could be discerned in her there was a small vertical line between her brows which gave her charming face a look of concentrated thought almost austere at the first glance there was scarcely a trace of her former frivolity it seemed strange to alyosha too that in spite of the calamity that had overtaken the poor girl betrothed to a man who had been arrested for a terrible crime almost at the instant of their betrothal in spite of her illness and the almost inevitable sentence hanging over mitya grushenka had not yet lost her youthful cheerfulness There was a soft light in the once proud eyes, though at times they gleamed with the old vindictive fire when she was visited by one disturbing thought stronger than ever in her heart. The object of that uneasiness was the same as ever. Katerina Ivanovna, of whom Grushenka had even raved when she lay in delirium. Alyosha knew that she was fearfully jealous of her yet katerina ivanovna had not once visited mitya in his prison though she might have done it whenever she liked all this made a difficult problem for alyosha for he was the only person to whom grushenka opened her heart and from whom she was continually asking advice sometimes he was unable to say anything full of anxiety he entered her lodging she was at home she had returned from seeing mitya half an hour before and from the rapid movement with which she leapt up from her chair to meet him he saw that she had been expecting him with great impatience a pack of cards dealt for a game of fools lay on the table a bed had been made up on the leather sofa on the other side and maximov lay half reclining on it He wore a dressing gown and a cotton nightcap, and was evidently ill and weak, though he was smiling blissfully. When the homeless old man returned with Grushenka from Mokroe two months before, he had simply stayed on, and was still staying with her. He arrived with her in rain and sleet, sat down on the sofa, drenched and scared, and gazed mutely at her with a timid, appealing smile. Grushenka, who was in terrible grief and in the first stage of fever almost forgot his existence in all she had to do the first half-hour after her arrival suddenly she chanced to look at him intently he laughed a pitiful helpless little laugh she called fenya and told her to give him something to eat all that day he sat in the same place almost without stirring when it got dark and the shutters were closed Fenya asked her mistress is the gentleman going to stay the night mistress Yes, make him a bed on the sofa answered Grushenka Questioning him in more detail Grushenka learned from him that he had literally nowhere to go and that mr Kalganov my benefactor told me straight that he wouldn't receive me again and gave me five roubles Well, God bless you you'd better stay then Grushenka decided in her grief smiling compassionately at him her smile wrung the old man's heart and his lips twitched with grateful tears and so the destitute wanderer had stayed with her ever since he did not leave the house even when she was ill fenya and her grandmother the cook did not turn him out but went on serving him meals and making up his bed on the sofa grushenka had grown used to him and coming back from seeing mitya whom she had begun to visit in prison before she was really well she would sit down and begin talking to Maximushka about trifling matters to keep her from thinking of her sorrow the old man turned out to be a good story-teller on occasions so that at last he became necessary to her grushenka saw scarcely any one else beside alyosha who did not come every day and never stayed long her old merchant lay seriously ill at this time at his last gasp as they said in the town and he did in fact die a week after Mitch's trial three weeks before his death feeling the end approaching he made his sons their wives and children come upstairs to him at last and bade them not leave him again from that moment he gave strict orders to his servants not to admit Grushenka and to tell her, if she came, the master wishes you long life and happiness and tells you to forget him. But Grushenka sent almost every day to inquire after him. You've come at last, she cried, flinging down the cards and joyfully greeting alyosha, and Maximushka's been scaring me that perhaps you wouldn't come. Ah, how I need you. Sit down to the table. What will you have? coffee yes please said alyosha sitting down at the table i am very hungry that's right fenya fenya coffee cried grushenka it's been made a long time ready for you and bring in some little pies and mind they are hot do you know we've had a storm over those pies to-day I took them to the prison for him and would you believe it he threw them back to me he would not eat them he flung one of them on the floor and stamped on it so i said to him i shall leave them with the warder if you don't eat them before evening it will be that your venomous spite is enough for you with that i went away we quarrelled again would you believe it whenever i go we quarrel grushenka said all this in one breath in her agitation Maximov, feeling nervous, at once smiled and looked on the floor. "'What did you quarrel about this time?' asked Alyosha. "'I didn't expect it in the least. Only fancy—he is jealous of the pole.' "'Why are you keeping him?' he said. "'So you've begun keeping him. He is jealous—jealous of me all the time—jealous eating and sleeping. He even took it into his head to be jealous of Kuzma last week.' But he knew about the Pole before. Yes, but there it is. He has known about him from the very beginning, but today he suddenly got up and began scolding about him. I am ashamed to repeat what he said. Silly fellow. Rakitin went in as I came out. Perhaps Rakitin is egging him on. What do you think? She added carelessly. He loves you. That's what it is. He loves you so much. And now he is particularly worried. I should think he might be with the trial tomorrow. And I went to him to say something about tomorrow, for I dread to think what's going to happen then. You say that he is worried, but how worried I am. And he talks about the pole. He's too silly. He's not jealous of Maximushka yet, anyway. My wife was dreadfully jealous over me too, Maximov put in his word. Jealous of you? Grushenka laughed in spite of herself. Of whom could she have been jealous? Of the servant girls. Hold your tongue, Maximushka. I am in no laughing mood now. I feel angry. Don't ogle the pies. I shan't give you any. They're not good for you. And I won't give you any vodka, either. I have to look after him, too, just as though I kept an almshouse. She laughed. I don't deserve your kindness. I am a worthless creature. Said Maximov with tears in his voice, "You would do better to spend your kindness on people of more use than me." Eh, every one is of use, Maximushka, and how can we tell who's of most use? If only that pole didn't exist, Alyosha. He's taken it into his head to fall ill too today i've been to see him also and i shall send him some pies too on purpose i hadn't sent him any but mitya accused me of it so now i shall send some ah here's fenya with a letter yes it's from the poles begging again pan musyalovitch had indeed sent an extremely long and characteristically eloquent letter in which he begged her to lend him three roubles in the letter was enclosed a receipt for the sum with a promise to repay it within three months signed by pan vrublevsky as well grushenka had received many such letters accompanied by such receipts from her former lover during the fortnight of her convalescence but she knew that the two poles had been to ask after her health during her illness the first letter Grushenka got from them was a long one, written on large notepaper and with a big family crest on the seal. It was so obscure and rhetorical that Grushenka put it down before she had read half, unable to make head or tail of it. She could not attend to letters then. The first letter was followed next day by another, in which Pan Musilovitch begged her for a loan of two thousand roubles for a very short period grushenka left that letter too unanswered a whole series of letters had followed one every day all as pompous and rhetorical but the loan asked for gradually diminishing dropped to a hundred roubles then to twenty-five to ten and finally grushenka received a letter in which both the poles begged her for only one rouble and included a receipt signed by both then grushenka suddenly felt sorry for them and at dusk she went round herself to their lodging she found the two poles in great poverty almost destitution without food or fuel without cigarettes in debt to their landlady the two hundred roubles they had carried off from mitya at mokro had soon disappeared but grushenka was surprised at their meeting her with arrogant dignity and self-assertion with the greatest punctilio and pompous speeches. Grushenka simply laughed and gave her former admirer ten roubles. Then, laughing, she told Mitya of it, and he was not in the least jealous. But ever since the Poles had attached themselves to Grushenka and bombarded her daily with requests for money, and she had always sent them small sums, and now, that day, Mitya had taken it into his head to be fearfully jealous. Like a fool, I went round to him just for a minute, on the way to see Mitya, for he is ill too, my Pole, Rusheka began again with nervous haste. I was laughing, telling Mitya about it. Fancy, I said, my Pole had the happy thought to sing his old songs to me, to the guitar. He thought I would be touched and marry him. Mitya leapt up, swearing. So there. I'll send them the pies. Fenya, is it that little girl they sent? Here, give her three roubles and pack a dozen pies up in a paper and tell her to take them. And you, Alyosha, be sure to tell Mitya that I did send them the pies." I wouldn't tell him for anything, said Alyosha, smiling. (laughs) You think he is unhappy about it. Why, he's jealous on purpose. He doesn't care said grushenka bitterly on purpose queried alyosha i tell you you are silly alyosha you know nothing about it with all your cleverness i am not offended that he is jealous of a girl like me i would be offended if he were not jealous i am like that i am not offended at jealousy i have a fierce heart too i can be jealous myself only what offends me is that he doesn't love me at all i tell you he is jealous now on purpose am i blind don't i see he began talking to me just now of that woman of katerina saying she was this and that how she had ordered a doctor from moscow for him to try and save him how she had ordered the best counsel the most learned one too so he loves her if you'll praise her to my face more shame to him he's treated me badly himself so he attacked me to make out i am in fault first and to throw it all on me you were with your pole before me so i can't be blamed for katerina that's what it amounts to he wants to throw the whole blame on me he attacked me on purpose on purpose i tell you but i'll grushenka could not finish saying what she would do she hid her eyes in her handkerchief and sobbed violently "'He doesn't love Katerina Ivanovna,' said Alyosha firmly. "'Well, whether he loves her or not, I'll soon find out for myself,' said Grushenka, with a menacing note in her voice, taking the handkerchief from her eyes. Her face was distorted. Alyosha saw sorrowfully that from being mild and serene, it had become sullen and spiteful. "'Enough of this foolishness she said suddenly it's not for that i sent for you alyosha darling to-morrow what will happen to-morrow that's what worries me and it's only me it worries i look at every and no one is thinking of it no one cares about it are you thinking about it even to-morrow he'll be tried you know tell me how will he be tried you know it's the valet the valet killed him good heavens can they condemn him in place of the valet and will no one stand up for him they haven't troubled the valet at all have they he's been severely cross-examined observed alyosha thoughtfully but everyone came to the conclusion it was not he now he is lying very ill he has been ill ever since that attack really ill added alyosha oh dear couldn't you go to that council yourself and tell him the whole thing by yourself he's been brought from petersburg for three thousand roubles they say we gave these three thousand together ivan katerina ivanovna and i but she paid two thousand for the doctor from moscow herself the council Fetyukovitch would have charged more but the case has become known all over russia it's talked of in all the papers and journals agreed to come more for the glory of the thing because the case has become so notorious i saw him yesterday well did you talk to him grushenka put in eagerly he listened and said nothing he told me that he had already formed his opinion but he promised to give my words consideration consideration ah they are swindlers they will ruin him And why did she send for the doctor? As an expert, they want to prove that Mitya's mad and committed the murder when he didn't know what he was doing. Alyosha smiled gently. But Mitya won't agree to that. Yes, but that would be the truth if he had killed him, cried Grushenka. He was mad then, perfectly mad, and that was my fault, wretch that I am. But of course he didn't do it. He didn't do it. And they are all against him, the whole town. Even Fenya's evidence went to prove he had done it. And the people at the shop, and that official, and at the tavern, too, before, people had heard him say so. They are all, all against him, all crying out against him." "'Yes, there's a fearful accumulation of evidence,' Alyosha observed grimly. And Grigory, Grigory Vasilievich, sticks to his story that the door was open, persists that he saw it. There's no shaking him. I went and talked to him myself. He's rude about it, too." "'Yes, that's perhaps the strongest evidence against him,' said Alyosha. And as for Mitya's being mad, he certainly seems like it now grushenka began with a peculiarly anxious and mysterious air do you know alyosha i've been wanting to talk to you about it for a long time i go to him every day and simply wonder at him tell me now what do you suppose he's always talking about he talks and talks and i can make nothing of it i fancied he was talking of something intellectual that i couldn't understand in my foolishness only he suddenly began talking to me about a babe that is about some child why is the babe poor he said it's for that babe i am going to siberia now i am not a murderer but i must go to siberia what that meant what babe i couldn't tell for the life of me only i cried when he said it because he said it so nicely he cried himself and i cried too he suddenly kissed me and made the sign of the cross over me what did it mean alyosha tell me what is this babe it must be rakitin who's been going to see him lately smiled alyosha though that's not rakitin's doing i didn't see mitya yesterday i'll see him to no it's not rakitin it's his brother ivan fyodorovitch upsetting him it's his going to see him that's what it is Grushenka began and suddenly broke off alyosha gazed at her in amazement ivan's going has he been to see him mitya told me himself that ivan hasn't been once there there what a girl i am blurting things out exclaimed grushenka confused and suddenly blushing stay alyosha hush since i've said so much i'll tell the whole truth he's been to see him twice the first directly he arrived he galloped here from moscow at once of course before i was taken ill and the second time was a week ago he told mitya not to tell you about it under any circumstances and not to tell anyone in fact he came secretly alyosha sat plunged in thought considering something the news evidently impressed him Ivan doesn't talk to me of Mitya's case, he said slowly. He's said very little to me these last two months, and whenever I go to see him he seems vexed at my coming, so I've not been to him for the last three weeks. Hm If he was there a week ago, there certainly has been a change in Mitya this week. There has been a change, Grushenka assented quickly. They have a secret. They have a secret. Mitya told me himself there was a secret, and such a secret that Mitya can't rest. Before then he was cheerful, and indeed he is cheerful now, but when he shakes his head like that, you know, and strides about the room, and keeps pulling at the hair on his right temple with his right hand, I know there is something on his mind worrying him. I know. He was cheerful before, though. Indeed he is cheerful today. But you said he was worried yes he is worried and yet cheerful he keeps on being irritable for a minute and then cheerful and then irritable again and you know alyosha i am constantly wondering at him with this awful thing hanging over him he sometimes laughs at such trifles as though he were a baby himself and did he really tell you not to tell me about ivan did he say don't tell him yes he told me don't tell him it's you that mitch is most afraid of because it's a secret he said himself it was a secret alyosha darling go to him and find out what their secret is and come and tell me grushenka besought him with sudden eagerness set my mind at rest that i may know the worst that's in store for me that's why i sent for you you think it's something to do with you if it were he wouldn't have told you there was a secret i don't know perhaps he wants to tell me but doesn't dare to he warns me there is a secret he tells me but he won't tell me what it is what do you think yourself what do i think it's the end for me that's what i think they all three have been plotting my end for katerina's in it it's all katerina it all comes from her she is this and that and that means that i am not he tells me that beforehand warns me he is planning to throw me over that's the whole secret they've planned it together the three of them mitya katerina and ivan alyosha i've been wanting to ask you a long time a week ago he suddenly told me that ivan was in love with katerina because he often goes to see her Did he tell me the truth or not tell me on your conscience tell me the worst i won't tell you a lie ivan is not in love with katerina ivanovna i think ah that's what i thought he is lying to me shameless deceiver that's what it is and he was jealous of me just now so as to put the blame on me afterwards he is stupid he can't disguise what he is doing he is so open you know but i'll give it to him i'll give it to him you believe i did it he said he said that to me to me he reproached me with that god forgive him you wait i'll make it hot for katerina at the trial i'll just say a word then i'll tell everything then and again she cried bitterly this i can tell you for certain grushenka alyosha said getting up first that he loves you loves you more than anyone in the world and you only believe me i know i do know the second thing is that i don't want to worm his secret out of him but if he'll tell me of himself to-day i shall tell him straight out that i have promised to tell you then i'll come to you to-day and tell you only i fancy katerina ivanovna has nothing to do with it and that the secret is about something else. That's certain. It isn't likely it's about Katerina Ivanovna, it seems to me. Goodbye, for now. Alyosha shook hands with her. Grushenka was still crying. He saw that she put little faith in his consolation, but she was better for having had her sorrow out, for having spoken of it. He was sorry to leave her in such a state of mind, but he was in haste. He had a great many things to do still. End of Section 70